Blog Talk Radio. Your towers and your walls Whether 
shall come forth from my holy place. And though you make your nest in the stars of the heavens, out of the mouth of babes, I'll ordain strength. today on Reaching Out Radio International, listening from around the globe to In the Word with your sister Pearl. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to come into your homes this brand new year. Hallelujah. It's January the 9th that I'm broadcasting, and I am so blessed to come into your homes, your cars, or wherever you may be hearing this radio broadcast. I want to let you know that God loves you so much, and he has a phenomenal plan for your life. Now, this is the season of the year when many people think about what God has in store for this coming year. We pray that many of us and many of us fast, seeking to prepare our hearts, our minds, our emotions, and our bodies to be able to fulfill the very special assignment God has for us in this year of 2022, Lord willing. I want to give you a message that the Lord gave me for this very different and challenging season that you and I are living in. Now, you heard a very different yet beautiful song entitled, The Sons of Issachar, played at the very beginning of this broadcast. I pray you'll listen to it again when you have the chance to do so. And while you listen, please be intentional to hear the prophetic call to all who believe uh, in the Lord and know that you have been called for such a time as this. Wow. You have destiny, promise, to be used of him to fulfill his great purpose for your life and to reach many around you who are in your sphere of influence in this time. 
Now, I'll be sharing with you the message entitled, As the Sons of Issachar. But before I do, as is my custom and my need to come before the Lord again, let's just pray and ask the Lord to bless our time together in this hour. Heavenly Father, in the wonderful name of your Son, the Lord Jesus, I want to thank you and praise you, worship and adore you. Bring us safely into 2022. All of us that are listening to my voice from around the world, in all of the continents that we have broadcast, in the the many, 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 many nations that are listening, God, all of us new people, that started out in 2021, they were alive. And yet some of these people did not make it over to 2022. And so we are not ungrateful, but we are very grateful that you did bring us to this new year. And uh, we know it's not because we're better than anybody else, but it's because you have a plan and you have a purpose for us. And we want to to be in alignment with that plan and that purpose. And I really felt led of your Holy Spirit tonight to pray a special prayer for Evangelist Montel Fields, who is the visionary behind this radio ministry, Reaching Out Radio International. You put it in her heart, and thank God, in the heart of her husband as well, uh, to, to have a format where people can hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And not only in her state and not only in her nation, but throughout all of these continents, Lord God, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, in Australia, in North America, in South America. God, we just thank you. We thank you. And I don't even know if anybody's able to hear us in Antarctica, but if they can, Lord God, bless them as well. And also, we know that this word is going out into a Central America, into the Caribbean as well. And so, God, we're just so grateful for this woman of God that you raised up and gave her such a huge desire uh, to reach the masses. And I pray, God, that you will bless her life continually, that you will Continue to pour out your blessings in every possible way upon your handmaiden. And that you will cause her body, her mind, her soul, her emotions, her finances, her mind, everything to be strengthened for this coming year, Lord God, for this brand new year that we're in in January. And bless her beyond her wildest expectations. Continue to provide for her and her family. Cause this ministry to go forth and advance even into other nations that we're not yet in. We thank you even for so many of the closed nations that you've opened up uh, an opportunity for us to be able to speak the love of Jesus into these places. And I pray blessings upon every nation that is a part of our uh, international radio family. I pray blessings upon every host and every hostess 
everyone that has a program, has a broadcast from Reaching Out Radio International, that you will bless them this year, 2022, beyond their greatest expectations, and that God, all of us, our listening audience, those of us that serve on Reaching Out Radio, the director of this ministry, all of us will be able to be as the sons of Issachar, discerning the times that we're living in and knowing what to do in those times. We pray, God, that you would captivate the hearts and the minds of men and women, young boys, young girls, teenagers that don't know you yet as their personal Lord and Savior. Even we pray for our senior citizens that are listening in, that you would just put your love of, of, of your loving arms around them and draw them by your Holy Spirit. Let this be the night. Let this be the hour. Let this be the day. Let this be the morning, whenever they're listening, that they will completely surrender to your Lordship. The plans that you have for us are so far greater than any plans that we can ever have for ourselves. And so we entrust ourselves completely into your great care. God, glorify yourself through this program. Use your handmaid to speak your words, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So I'm going to go right into the message. And I just want to remind you that in the year it was 2012, just 10 years ago, to the discerning eye, many of us in America, not around the world, but in America specifically, and definitely especially in New York and the New York City area, we encountered something called Hurricane Sandy. And it was a sign to the believers, I believe, across New York City. Now, now let's, let's just talk a little bit about what that was like, just really briefly. That was something that was uh, quite interesting. And this is still about understanding the times that we're living in. It is no longer business as usual in the United States or even for the rest of the world for that matter. Circumstances have shifted in our world. Now, we've been hearing a lot about change, and certainly many things have changed and continue to change every day. In times such as these, it is vital that the believing child of God not merely try to cope with whatever is happening around him or happening around her, but rather know that God is with us. Amen. God is with us. Now, like I said, in the year 2012, it, 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 was, it was something to behold. And it really shook a lot of people what happened in 2012 with Hurricane Sandy. It was a sign to the believers in our city. There was chaos, there was darkness all around. And in the areas which were most affected, we even heard of devastation and destruction of, of, of property, of buildings, sad to say of lives. Even there was drowning, there was fire, there was flooding. And all of a sudden, the great New York City was under lockdown. Mass transit came to a sudden halt. Most of the city's tunnels and bridges were off limits for a short time. Wall Street, the money capital of the entire world, was suspended. Schools were closed. And ultimately, the world-renowned New York City Marathon was canceled. 
Well, I certainly didn't cry when I heard that all of the Halloween parties and the hideous adult costume balls were not to, to take place that year. But all of a sudden, during Hurricane Sandy and after it already ravished so many areas in New York, the great New York City, Long Island, and even our fellow state, New Jersey, we all experienced a suddenly of God. I sincerely believe that a, a merciful God is seeking to get our attention, the attention of his bride. Now, I'm going to read from First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. And this is a time, if you would read it in context and you would read all the verses in First Chronicles chapter 12 that I'm not going to do right now, but you can please feel free to do it at a later time. Uh, they were calling out the different tribes, and these different tribes are going to be going to war. And one of the tribes was, was this one the tribe of Issachar. And from Issachar, men who understood the times, and they knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives around, well, all their relatives under their command. Now, what does Issachar really mean? He will bring a reward. And what can that mean in 2022? That means if we be discerning as the sons of Issachar were in their times in Israel, that we, God will also bring a reward to us. Because we're not just doing things to do things, but we're discerning the times that we're living in. To remember the second thing about the sons of Issachar. They not only understood the times that they were living in, but they knew what to do in those times. And I believe today, I'm broadcasting now January the 9th. You might listen to this months from now, but whenever you listen to this, I believe that today God wants you and God wants me to be able to understand the times that we're living in and to know what the will of God is for us in these times. In these times. I'm going to read to you a, a wonderful portion of scripture and it's taken from Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 10. It reads like this. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. I'd like to read that again. It's so rich. It's so full of the heart of God. And he's telling us that there will be times that you and I will feel thing around us is being shaken. Everything around us is feeling very unsteady. 
there's no stability. So he says, again, through the prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 10, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. This is the Heavenly Father's assurance to every blood-washed, believing child of God, no matter what is happening around us or even to us. The Father's love for us remains secure, unshakable, unchanging, and strong. Now I'm going to read to you another wonderful scripture found in the book of Hosea in the Old Testament. Hosea chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. Now, Hosea was a very interesting prophet. He was such a man of God that God could trust him to, to do something that to the normal eye, to the normal mind, sounded uh, very unreasonable to the natural mind. Uh, sounded almost impossible, sounded cruel, sounded even mean, but yet God knew that he had a higher purpose, and he knew that Hosea, the great man of God, we call him one of the minor prophets, but I call him the great man of God. Why? Because God told him to go and to marry a prostitute. Because God was going to teach Israel a lesson through Hosea's obedience to go and marry this prostitute. Now, that's a hard thing to ask. Yet God being sovereign, God being great, God being awesome, God being kind, God being good, God being one who does not make any mistake, he knew he could trust his servant, his friend, Hosea. Now, he speaks. In Hosea chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. Therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. There I will give her back her vineyards, and I will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. There she will respond as in the days of her youth as in the day she came up out of Egypt. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. I will remove the names of the Baals from her lips. No longer will their names be. And this is a wonderful scripture, a wonderful example of how God loves his people, Israel. But it's also how God loves you and how God loves me. And he is willing to go to all kinds of lengths. And he's already done the maximum that he could do, which is give his life as a sacrifice, paying for your sin and my sin in our place. Now, God has never sinned. Jesus, his son, has never sinned. But Jesus is also God. 
as I've taught you so many times, even on this broadcast. There's only one God in the person of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Three persons, but one God. Everything that he possibly could do to allure us, to bring us into right relationship with him. And he left us his Holy Spirit that gives us the power to say no to the devil and to say yes to God. So let the contemporary spiritual sons and daughters of Issachar, that's you and that's me. I'm going to say it again. Let the contemporary, the modern, the right now spiritual sons and daughters of Issachar, who was Issachar? The tribe that was able to discern the times that they were living in and knew what to do in those times. Let the contemporary spiritual sons and daughters of Issachar arise in this hour to discern the times and know what to do. But there's also this. It's not too late. It's God's personal message. Come back to me and really mean it. Come fasting and weeping, sorry for your sins. Change your life. Not just your clothes. Come back to God, your God. And here's why. God is kind and merciful. He takes a deep breath, puts up with a lot. This most patient God, extravagant in love. Hear that. Not cheap. But God is extravagant, more than generous, extravagant in love, always ready to cancel Maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll turn around and show pity. Maybe when all said and done, there'll be blessings full and robust for your God. Blow the ram's horn trumpet in Zion. Declare a day of repentance, a holy fast day. Call a public meeting. Get everyone there. Consecrate the congregation. Make sure the elders come. But bringing the children too, even the nursing babies, even men and women on their honeymoon, interrupt them and get them there. That's how serious it is. Between sanctuary, entrance, and altar, let the priests, God's servants, weep tears of repentance. Let them intercede. Have mercy, God, on your people. Abandon your heritage to contempt. Don't let the pagans take over and rule them and sneer. And so, where is this God there? I just read from Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 17 from the message paraphrase. Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. I hear the Lord say, number one, return. Return to me with your whole heart. Desire to love him with the first love that you and I knew when we first came to the Lord. In returning to the Lord, we as his body must repent of going after anything, anyone, and everything that is contrary to his way and his will for 
our lives. Wow. I also, as someone that is a part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, just one person, just one little person, but I discern as well that this is a great time. Remember, the sons of Issachar discerned the times that they were living in, and they knew what to do in those times. I believe that in discerning correctly the times that you and I are living in, the body of Christ in mass as a whole should be in repentance. We have clearly seen what is happening. I first started talking about what happened 10 years ago with Hurricane Sandy in New York and some parts of New Jersey. But let me tell you something. What is happening what, what is happening now, not just in America, but around the world, makes look, it makes what happened in 2012 look very small and insignificant. So we got to fast forward to two years ago, 2020, there was COVID pandemic. And sad to say, in some nations, there still seems to be some kind of a pandemic. A supposed pandemic, which Dr. Anthony Fauci predicted. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the U.S. government's top infectious disease specialist, or someone who's acting as if he is, he warned in early 2017 that a surprise outbreak would occur during the Trump administration, and he said that more needed to be done to prepare for a pandemic. How he knew about that? I don't think it was because he is prophetic. I think he predicted it because he knew something. And now, fast forward to 2022, the first month, what he predicted, and I'm sure he had a lot of reason to predict that, all have experienced things that we have never experienced in our lifetime. I can say this, and I know this is not just my experience, but this is the experience around the world. But so we need to discern the times that we're living in. What kind of a time are we living in? We're living in a day and an age when there are some people that I don't even know all of these people, I really don't care to know all of these people, but clearly there is an elitist group of people that is trying to advance, obviously, you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to see what is going on. I mean, everybody has to see that there is a big rush to implement a new world order. That's clear. That's very clear. So that's what's going on. 
And not only are people trying to push a new world global order, but they're, they're pushing a lot of other things that are contrary to what is best for humanity. And so as people of God, what should we be doing? Should we be taken up with all of the confusion, the mandates, the lies that are being sold 24-7? Are we supposed to be, you know, in line with all of the propaganda, or should we not be trying to look at Jesus? in this hour and in this day. I would recommend that we look at Jesus. And if we look to Jesus, what we just read, you and I, from Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 17, is that God is saying, look, forget about looking at all of the idols. Okay, there's a lot of idolatry in our world right now. And they have made a particular pharmaceutical thing, an idol. That is clear. That is clear. So the first thing that we should be doing is returning to the Lord. The church should be returning to God. Too many people in the church forgot about the fact that they're called believers. So now they have put an idol in the church instead of following Jesus. So Jesus is saying, return, return to me with your whole heart. In returning to the Lord, the body of Christ needs to repent of going after anything I repeat, or anyone or everything that is contrary to his way and his will for our life. So the first thing we need to be doing is repenting before a holy God. We have lost our way. Clearly, if you've listened to any of my broadcasts, you've heard me say time and time again that the church has never stood up as a whole, as a unit. Maybe a few people here and a few people over there. But we did not stand up as a unit against the shedding of innocent blood in the womb. And I believe this is one of the big reasons that God has allowed us to be in the mess that we find ourselves in right now. So the sons of Issachar, they discerned the day that they were living in. These are days to repent. These are days that are unlike previous days. These are unprecedented days. These are days where the devil is coming after even your children and your grandchildren to destroy and corrupt their lives. These are serious times. These are times to, number one, repent. Number two, pray, pray, and pray some more. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 says to pray without ceasing, meaning pray without stopping. Be in an attitude of prayer 24-7, even while you're conducting other business. Then Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 says it like this. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. 
is this a good time for us to pray or not? I can hear you answering me in your room or in your car or wherever you're listening to this broadcast. I'm hearing you say, yes, Sister Pearl, this is a great time for us to be praying. Pray. Then the other thing that God tells us to do is to be strong and very courageous. Now, wait. This command is very different from what the world is telling you and telling me in this hour. The world is telling you to be fearful, to be filled with fear. Be afraid of yourself. Be afraid of your family members. Be afraid of the older people. Be afraid of the younger people. Be afraid of the children. Be afraid of the babies. Be afraid of a virus. Be afraid of losing your job. Be afraid of not being able to travel. Be afraid of not being able to go to see, you know, um, a play or, or, or movie or go to a game, a sports game, or go to a musical, or go to a a concert. Be afraid. Be afraid so that you can do what we tell you to do, even if it's contrary to what God wants you to do, but be afraid. And so in this hour, beloved, many people claiming to be Christians are moving in nothing but fear. Contrary to being afraid, the word of God tells us to be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is a command. This is not an optional thing. God is giving us clear instructions as he gave to Joshua in chapter 1. Verses 6 through 9. Be afraid. Be strong in this hour and be very courageous. The sons of Issachar, they knew the times that they lived in, but they also knew what to do in those times. And I'm telling you by the grace of God what you and I should be doing. Know what you believe in. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 15. Paul told his spiritual Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. You and I have to know not only what we believe, but who, most important, who we believe in. And then when you know who you believe in, which is Jesus, then know what you believe. What is the word of God? To receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And witness unashamedly, unashamedly. And you might say, well, Sister Pearl, you know, I don't really have to witness that much. 
You know, most of the people already know about who Jesus is, and if they want to serve him, they can serve him. If they don't, that's up to them. God gives free will. But let me just uh, let you know a little something. This is a real factual reality. It is estimated that of the 7.75 billion people alive in the world today, 3.23 billion of them live in unreached people's group with little or no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what is this supposed to say? Even in January 2022, you've got over 3 billion people alive today that are unreached. They live in unreached people groups. People groups are not talking about a country. Because even here in America, where I'm broadcasting from, we have many unpeople, unreached people groups in these United States of America. People living in the United States of America, that they belong to a different people group, and they have not been reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about there is no gospel witness to these people. They have a different language. They have a different belief system. They have a different identity. They, ha- they are a, of a different ethnic group, different history, and they have been unreached. And so there's three, I want to repeat it, 3.23 billion of these people out of the 7.75 billion alive, 3.23 billion is close to half, not it's less than half, but it's close to half of these people are unreached. So what am I saying? You and I need to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and witness unashamedly. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. There's still many people living in nations around the world that have not been reached for Christ. No gospel witness in their people group. And we have a command by the Lord Jesus himself, U28, verses 18 through 20. Go and make disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Then. In knowing what to do, be willing to give your all for Christ and his kingdom. Instead of us just focusing on mandates, follow Jesus, it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. We're not going to be able to, you know, have everything that the world has. Okay? That's just reality. If we follow Jesus, we're having to be willing to take up our cross and follow Jesus. Be willing to give your all for Christ and his kingdom. 
The Bible says whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew chapter 10, verses 38 and 39. Courage when you're persecuted. Because you will be persecuted. (laughs) I will be persecuted. If I want to follow Jesus for real and not fake, I'm going to be persecuted. It comes along with identifying with the lordship of Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is my Lord, I'm going to be persecuted. That's a fact of life. It's not if I'm going to be persecuted, it's when I'm going to be persecuted. So be encouraged when you are persecuted. Because Jesus tells us through his manservant, the apostle Paul at Romans, in Rome, he said this. In Romans chapter 8, verse 37 through 39, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, or would I like to repeat that one? nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's the word of God. I just read it to you. This is not what I wrote. This is what is written in the word of God. This is so rich. I mean, all of God's word is rich. But I just have one more verse after this. So I want to read this one again. This this bears repeating. Be encouraged when you are persecuted. I cannot tell you how many conversations I have been on. People calling my phone. And I welcome people emailing me. People texting me. Telling me what they're going through because of the mandates. They don't want to take poison in their body, and so they're resisting it. They're mandated to do it, some of them, most of them. And if they don't take it, then they're going to lose their job. Well, many of them have already lost their jobs. And how about this? Some of these people are the only, they're the sole providers for their families. They're single mothers and they're single daddies. Or some of them are the only one that was working because the other spouse, usually the mom, was taking care of the children. And some of them was taking care of children that had special needs. So it was impossible for for that one spouse to go out and work, and the other one had to go out and work. But now none of them are working, and they still have the same needs. The Bible tells us to believe God and live. John chapter 11, 
verse 40. When Lazarus was dead, for four days already, dead, dead. You can be dead for a minute or you can be dead for four days. Of course, if you're dead for four days, by that time, you know, you start to smell, your body starts to smell and decay and all kinds of horrible things. So he was dead. And his sisters were crying. And they wanted to know, Jesus, why didn't you come when we first called you to let you know that, you know, our brother had died? When Jesus got the message, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how many days. All I know is by the time Jesus got there, the man was dead, and that was his good friend four days already. But Jesus turned around and asked one of his sisters, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? John chapter 11, verse 40. Did I not tell you that? And we know that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Well, I want to say to you, do you not believe that your God is able to take care of you and your spouse and your children, whether they be well or whether they be disabled or whether they be special needs? Do you not believe that God is well able to take care of you and your family and that you will see the glory of God? Do you really believe that it's only your employer that has the ability to take care of you? Let me just say this. Your employer never did take care of you because your employer can't even cause you to get up in the morning. That's God. They might have provided an opportunity for you to work and get a salary. But, but they're not the ones that breathe breath into your nostrils or into your body. That's God. And the same God who created you has the power to take care of you and me. All who will put their faith and their confidence and their trust in him. That's why you and I are called believers because we believe in the God who created us. We believe in the God who gave his life as a ransom for us on the cross of Calvary. Again, I'm going to end with this. We need to repent for our going astray doing our own thing, not doing what God wanted us to do, not loving him the way that he deserves. We need to pray, pray, and pray some more. We need to be strong and very courageous. We need to know what we believe in. We need to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and witness unashamedly. We need to go and make disciples. That's what we need to be busy doing. We need to be willing to give up our all for Christ and his kingdom. We need to be encouraged when we are persecuted, and we need to believe God and live, not die, not be afraid, but believe God and live. 
Next Sunday, God willing, I'm going to share a word the Lord gave me entitled Conducting Business, God's Kingdom Business in the 21st century. It's different from in the 20th century. And we have to know how we must conduct his business in the 21st century. Let me pray with you. And for those of you that do not know the Lord, you know that you need God. I believe you know that you need God. You've been trying to do things in your own strength, and that's not working. It doesn't work for any one of us. It's not about exercising my strength and your strength. It's about believing God who gives us life. And so just cry out to him and repeat after me. I can't save you. Nobody else can. Only Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit can save you. But I can lead you in a prayer. Heavenly Father, repeat after me. This is what you want to say from your heart and believe in your heart. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I come. I understand that I have offended you, that I've been living life my own way, and that's wrong. Tonight, I repent, and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Invite your Holy Spirit to come and live inside of me. Let me follow you. Let me love you. All the days of my life, I thank you, Lord, that I belong to you now and you belong to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me pray for you. You don't have to repeat. Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone who's prayed this prayer with me, no matter what nation, no matter what continent, that they're hearing this message right now. God, thank you for the blood of Jesus that forgives them, that washes them, that cleans them, that makes them whole and well. And God, give them everything they need to stand and be like the sons of Issachar in 2022 to understand the days that they're living in and to know what to do in those days as a son and a daughter of the most high God. They belong to you, God, and I entrust them into your wonderful care. You will not lose anyone that's in your care. And so we thank you until next week. Thank you, Lord God. Father, bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Until next week, this is Reaching Out Radio International. In the word, it's your sister Pearl. I love you. God bless you. Until next time, bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.